Good morning. It is a great day to be alive. I often tell the young people that I work with, we have another opportunity today to shine a light in a dark corner, to bring joy to someone. And most of us should not pass up that opportunity because tomorrow is not promised. As a matter of fact, the next moment is not promised to us. In the hills of Tennessee, they used to say, uh, you know, born today, die tomorrow. But I've learned that you can be here today and gone today. As it is, I want to thank Pastor Bill for this invitation to speak to you briefly this morning. I said to him when we talked about it, I said to him, I said, of all of the Sundays when we're talking about Trinity Sunday, it is one of those that in seminary you would really wrestle with because your fellow seminarians were there looking at you, dissecting you, and it would be part of the debate after class and the next day. It's one of the great mysteries that the church has wrestled with. But more than that, this morning, it's something that you and I wrestle with on a daily basis. And that is the mystery of how can... God be three persons in one. But we dissect it a little bit by asking ourselves another simple question. How is it that a God could create a universe and a world and allow good things, bad things to happen to good people? We ask that question. We may not ask it openly, but we ask it in our quiet moments when something goes wrong with us. When we hear when we are visiting a hospital that a young person in the prime of their life have a terminal disease. Or when a person who seemed to be doing a great deal of good for the community suddenly is stricken and taken from us. And we think about the person on the corner who seems to be doing nothing. And we say, wonder why that person versus the other. Or when a family yearns for a child, goes to the hospital only to discover in birth the child is not normal. And we said, why should a why God are they asked to bear that burden? We wrestle with those kinds of questions in our faith journey. The early church and the early Christians wrestled with it. They wrestled with it from another perspective. They said, Lord, God, you created us. We're having to bear the burned of rulers who are unjust and we are asked to sustain ourselves to your return. 
Jesus arrived on the scene. And with his arrival, he began to preach on the gospel that dealt with them. Unless you be born again and be willing to be born into the spirit. Unless you be born again, be able to shed those things which were that you came in normally, the views that you normally held. Then he said to them, unless you forgive your neighbor and treat your neighbor as you would want to be treated. Unless you become concerned about the sick and the needy. Unless you forgive those who've done wrong to you. Those kinds of things were new to those that heard it. But let me lift up three things this morning very briefly to you that may help us understand from a more simplistic way of looking at the Trinity. None of us had any say about how we were born, of the parents that we were born to. I doubt if there's anybody here that chose their own parents. If so, I'd like to talk to you afterwards because that would be some insight that I would like to gain. And you might have an opportunity to write a book and make millions. So you see, the creator created us and said, if you talk about Genesis, let me make man. I want you to be in my image. But yet in the process, he gave us free will, didn't he? And in giving us free will after we left the garden, we began to do all kinds of things, didn't we? We began to, in our best efforts when we tried, we were coming up short. And then sometimes we just don't even try. We just say, let it happen. And that way we became estranged from him. Estranged from him. Just like we have children who sometimes do things that we don't like. And when they do things that we don't like, there develops a gulf between them and us. Somebody has to break the gulf, don't they? I don't know about you, but I have two boys. And when they were teenagers, they tried my soul on a daily basis. Uh, they had an assumption that I had not passed through those years before them. So there would be times that they would share things with me that would be so far in left field that I couldn't even laugh. I'd just stand there. And they thought that I should believe them. Uh, if they were late coming home with the car, traffic was bad. You wouldn't believe the traffic jam. And I'm saying at 11 o'clock at night <laughs> on Rancier, there's not that much traffic. But I would say yes. And yet, I still love them. That's the way it is with you and I. God loves us. 
Even when we try and we failed in our trying, he does not cut us off. So he said, I'm going to send my son to break the gap, to become the redeemer, the person who will redeem them from their sins, who will take their sins upon his shoulder and pay the price. So out of him, his son, and his son arrived and became our redeemer. All of you remember how he walked among us, walked among them, and he walks among us today. And one of the things that he said to them, he says, I must go and prepare a place for you so that you might be with me. He gave his life for our sins. He became the redeemer, the creator and the redeemer. I think about that often today. When others are looking at the world and feeling as if things could not get any worse, I said, you must remember one thing, that God is still in charge. He loves us one and all, the left, the right, and the middle. He has redeemed us all. And we have a way back to the Father when we fail, don't we? If we ask for forgiveness, he forgives us. There are many, there are those of you remember the instances when the, the lady was caught in adultery. Others wanted to stone her and he says no. Told her to go on, sin no more, change her lifestyle. You remember that night that he was sitting around the fire? Peter denied him. Did he kick him out? He forgave him. The Bible is full of instances where God forgives us, forgave, forgave those who, in our estimates, would not have been forgiven. Some of us couldn't have been that big. But he did. And just as he forgave those, he will forgive us if we ask. So he became the redeemer, the creator, the redeemer. And then the part that makes it. As he said to his disciples as he was departing to pay to become the great redeemer, he said to his disciples, he said, I'm going away. Somebody said this. They asked him once, said, what will we do while you're gone? He said, well, let me give you some instructions to those that you come in contact with. This is the teachings that will sustain you and hold you. Hold fast to this. Teach them that what I've taught you. Baptize them and tell them that I am the one. Just as when John, the disciple John was in prison and he was there waiting and had Jesus had not 
been to see him and he sent word by one of his disciples. Said, I want you to go and find Jesus. My cousin, find him and ask him, is he the one or should we look for another? The writer tells us Jesus did not answer that question. But he said, go back and tell John of the things that you've seen. The blind see, the lame walk, the depressed heads are now held high. Those who were discouraged now have hope. Tell John about this and let him decide. And then as Jesus said, as he was departing to his disciples, I'm said, teach them those kinds of things. Let them know that I'm still in the world. He said, and I want you to know something else. That as I leave, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to leave the spirit with you. He said, and I want you to know this spirit will be with you when you walk into an operating room and it seems that nobody is there, but you're in the doctor. I want you to know that I'm there. This spirit will be with you when your eyes begin to grow dim and you need the assistance of glasses. When your hair that was once black suddenly turns gray. When your walk begins now to turn to a limp. Your friends that were once with you through the years now transition from time into eternity. I want you to know that as they leave one by one to join the heavenly family, that you are not alone because I'm with you. And somebody said, one of the writers stopped and one of the disciples said, Lord, how long will you stay with us? He said, I'll be with you always to the end of the age. You see, he said, I am the one that created you. I am the one that redeemed you. And now I want you to know that I'll be with you through the end of time. That's what it's about. Yes, it's a mystery that's sometimes hard to explain. It's a mystery sometimes that causes us to stop and wonder and even question whether or not we're right. But then we think like John. We think about those who could, we, others said couldn't make it, made it. Those who somebody, everybody said would be nobody that suddenly became somebody. Then we are reminded of those who the doctor said would not make it. And they made it. And we said, yes, there is a God somewhere. And he's here today. A few Sundays ago we talked about it. We said he walks with us. He talks with us. He carries us along our way. And somebody said, how do you know this happens? They said, because he lives. And he lives within us. The glorious mystery is that God loves us in spite of who we are and what we've done. There's nobody here this morning I think deserves God's love. But it's because of his unmerited grace and his mercy that we are here. And because of that we are able to face tomorrow. We are able to continue to run, to walk, 
and to shuffle along until he calls us from this world to be with him in eternity. We thank him each day. When we bow in the evening, at least I do, I say, Lord, I thank you for being with me. I did not deserve what happened today. But because of you, I'm still here. And I thank you. Don't know what tomorrow will bring, but whatever it brings, if you're with me, I can make it. Because you are the Father. You are the Son. And you gave the Spirit to sustain me until you redeemed me to be with you. Thank you for the moment. Thank you for the moment. May God be with you this day. <laughs>